<laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More as we conclude our Yordle Vandal City series with Nar the Missing Link. Uh, Nar was released on uh, the 14th of August 2014, which would have made him, I believe, the first, the most recent champion to be released when I started playing the game in August of 2014 when I uh, went to college and my roommate uh, said, hey, you should play this game. And now it's seven and a half years later and uh, I still play the game and I do a podcast about it. And that person uh, no longer plays the game. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess I owe all of this to him and Nar... He is the 120th released champion for the game, and he's a he's a fighter tank, but he changes because he is this little yordle-sized character, and then when he gets built up enough rage, he transforms into Meganar, which is this big Hulk. Like you know, it's like he's the uh, the Hulk. It's like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type situation becomes this big monster that and it changes the abilities that he has and uh it's very fun to play and he's played top lane uh there's been some metas where he might have been played like in the jungle a little bit but he's almost always been a top lane champion um he's had a f he, you can really diversify your build a lot when you play nar you can build a lot of different items that are still effective on him um and as far as like some some trivia that uh, is related to Nar, um, his when he's in Meganar form and he tosses a, a giant boulder at you, um, the boulder uh, is the same shape as the uh, Riot Games logo. Um, Nar has the highest level eighteen base attack damage. Well, Meganar does not normal Nar. At 157, um, his E ability is called Hop, and it has the shortest ability name in the game with only three characters. And the uh, the longest ability name is 29 characters long, and that is Life Form Disintegration Ray, and that is Valkaz's ultimate. Um, yeah. So that's just some stuff for Nar, and they even mention that uh, inspirations for Nar um, include Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, also Gremlins and the Incredible Hulk. All of those make perfect sense if you've uh, you know played Nar. Um, and he does not speak coherent words or sentences, and we will kind of see that here as you have already heard with uh, one of the voice lines but we will hop right into it uh, i hope you all learn something and i hope you enjoy the final episode of our yordle series as we now look towards the future with new uh new lore on the horizon new new everything uh for the podcast as we've spent the last couple months going through the uh the life of 
our Yordle friends and how they have influenced the world of Runeterra. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy NAR and uh, thank you for listening. Missing Link. Before the ice had given the Freljord its name, there existed a land brimming with wonder, that is, if one could see the world through the eyes of Nar. A young Yordle with boundless energy, Nar and others like him lived openly among the hardy tribes of the Northlands. Though barely big enough to leave footprints in the snow, his temper rivaled that of beasts ten times his size, and he would erupt with a babble of curses the moment anything went amiss. For this reason, he felt more kinship with the greater and wiser creatures, who kept their distance from mortals. To Nar, they looked like overgrown, white-furred yordles, and that was good enough for him. While the tribes foraged across the tundra, gathering wild berries and tasty moss, Nar collected more essential items, like rocks, pebbles, and the muddy remains of dead birds. His greatest treasure was the jawbone of a druvasque. When he tugged it from the cold earth, he squealed with glee and flung it as far as he could. It landed two hops away. Thrilled by his early success, Nar carried his boomerang wherever he went. The world would try its best to offer him new delights, shiny lint, sweet nectar, round things, but none could match the pure joy he felt in throwing and catching his cherished weapon. He now considered himself a hunter and trailed herds of wild beasts that paid him no mind. But even he could sense change coming to the land. The sky seemed darker, the winds felt colder. The mortal tribes who had once forged together now appeared to hunt each other. The big white yordles would know what to do. Nar would go to them. Using all of his hunting skill, he tracked them into the snow-capped peaks of a vast mountain range much farther than he had ever wandered before. As he approached Unseen, he also saw more mortals than he could count. This was exciting, but no one else seemed too happy about it. Then the ground shook and split apart. For the first time in Nar's life, it seemed as though everyone else was throwing tantrums. The mortals yelled, the big yordles roared, but the monster's arrival silenced them all. Heaving itself up on the newly opened abyss, it bore huge horns, whipping tentacles, and a single eye burning with strange light that made the fur on Nar's back crawl. While some mortals fled at the sight, he began to feel an odd pain in his chest. It was like the thought of losing his boomerang, or never being hugged again. This horrible thing wanted to hurt his new friends, and this made him angry. In that moment, Nar truly raged. All he could see was the monster. In a flash, he was in the air, leaping toward it. In one paw, he grasped a snowball, or so he thought. In fact, there was a boulder plucked from the mountainside, for Nar had grown as large as the big white yordles. 
he would send this monster back where it came from by walloping its face. But the blow never landed. Narf felt a chill colder than any winter, one that seemed to turn the air itself into ice. Truly, this elemental magic froze him in place, biting through his shaggy fur. Everything, including the monster, became quiet. The yordle's strength and anger melted away. A deep tiredness crept into his limbs, and he fell softly asleep. Nara napped for a long time. When he finally awoke, he shook the frost from his shoulders, breathing heavily. Everyone else was gone. With no monsters to fight and no friends to protect, he felt very small and alone again. The land was very different, too. There was snow everywhere, blanketing everything as far as his wide eyes could see. Still, he let out a happy yelp when he saw his beloved boomerang lying beside him and scurried away to find something to hunt. Even now, Nar has no grasp of what took place that fateful day, nor how he escaped. He simply marvels at the world before him, with so many oddities to collect and places to explore. Hey-go, Vago! Ova-garava! This story for Nar is called The Hunter Hunted by Leslie Sullivan. The jungle does not forgive blindness. Every broken branch tells a story. I've hunted every creature this jungle has to offer. I was certain there were no challenges left here, but now there is something new. Each track is the size of a tusk lord, its claws like scimitars. It could rend a man in half. Finally, worthy prey. As I stalk my prize through the jungle, I begin to see the damage this thing has wrought. I step into a misshapen circle of splintered trees. These giant wooden sentinels have stood over this land for countless ages, their iron-like hides untouched by the flimsy axes of anyone foolish enough to attempt to cut them down. This thing brushed them aside like they were twigs. How can a creature with this level of strength disappear so easily, and yet, even though it has left this unmistakable trail of destruction, I have been unable to lay my eye upon it? How can it appear like a hurricane, then fade into the jungle like the morning mist? I thrill in anticipation of finally standing before this creature. It will make a tremendous trophy. Passing through the clearing, I follow the sound of a stream to get my bearings once more. There I see a small shock of orange fur crouching, waiting. I spy on it from a distance. A tiny fish splashes out of the stream and the creature scrambles for it, diving gleefully into the rushing water. To my joy, I realize it's a yordle, and a hunter at that. This is a good omen. The beast will be found. Nothing will escape me. The yordle's large ears perk up and face toward me. He runs on all fours with a bone boomerang in hand, quickly stopping in front of me. He babbles. I nod in appreciation at the young yordle and venture onward. I traverse the difficult terrain with ease, trying to pick up any sign of my quarry. As I try to pick up his scent, a distraction. I'm startled by strange chittering. The yordle followed me. I cannot allow him to disrupt my hunt. I face him and point into the distance. He looks at me quizzically. I need to be more insistent, good omen or no. I rear back and let out a roar, the wind whipping the yordle's fur and the ground rumbling beneath us. After a few short seconds, he turns his head and, with what I think could be a smile, he holds up his small boomerang. There can be no further delay. I snatch the weapon out of his hand and expertly throw it into a tree, impaling it high amongst the branches. He turns and scrambles for it, jumping frantically. I barely get ten paces when a roar shakes me to my very spine. The deafening crack of stone and wood echoes all around. Ahead, a giant tree crashes across my path. The bone weapon of the yordle juts out from his trunk. An unearthly growl rises behind me. 
I've made a terrible mistake. Uh, so unfortunately, that's all that there is for Nar. I know it's going to be a short uh, episode, but that has been the case with most of the Yordles. They have not been have they have not been afforded many uh, lengthy stories or biographies, and Nar is the missing link. So it would make sense to not know a ton about him or to have much information about him. Uh, definitely one of my favorite champions not only to play but to uh just listen to talk because it is very cute and very very funny as hopefully you've experienced with the uh the voice lines that i'm putting into these episodes um yeah nar is uh extremely cute also carrying around a skull or a jawbone of a skull and using it as a boomerang. Um, but that will uh, that will wrap up our Bandel City and Yordles series. I think it was like 14 or 15 episodes, but obviously we did some doubles in there where the champions didn't have stories. Um... I'm not sure what's going to be next, but as I did mention, uh, next week there will be no podcast because I will be uh, I will be away on vacation and will not have the means to uh, record a podcast uh, where I will be. And so the next one will come out on President's Day that Monday. The 21st of February and I feel like President's Day has been moved back in the calendar I always thought it was going to be like this coming Monday um, around Valentine's Day but I'm probably incorrect now that I'm thinking about how it's around Valentine's Day that probably doesn't make much sense even though Valentine's Day is not a federal holiday um, but that really isn't important here at all um, except I do get work off because uh, two deceased presidents who did not exist in this century or the last. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening and continuing on our journey through Runeterra together. Uh, any suggestions as to what to do next as far as the next lore series, you can just shoot an email over to uh, funkyodorgaming at gmail.com. Uh, and any other suggestions about the podcast, I welcome all of it. And we will, uh, you'll hear me again in two weeks' time. And uh, like always, I appreciate all of you for listening still, and uh, I hope you will uh, continue to do so. Shoogie, shoogie, shoogie!
Hey, I'm fighting, 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 f